As for monsters under the bed, I still won't sleep with my leg hanging out over the edge of the bed because I haven't proven that theory incorrect just yet. Welcome to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host, Mark Slight, as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts so that you can look, move, and feel your best at 40 and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now here's your host, Mark Slight. Hello and welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast and episode number 14 with Australian business coach Marty Vids. Now some of the observant people amongst us might realise that the last episode was actually episode number 12. Yeah, I've just introduced this as episode number 14. Well, the truth is guys, I didn't actually want an episode 13 on my podcast It's actually not that uncommon. A lot of the top hotels in the world will not have a 13th floor for the same reason. Um, I'm not saying particularly that I I believe anything bad will happen if I have a 13th episode, but, you know, I just, sometimes it's just not worth tempting fate. And uh, and me and Marty are actually going to talk a little bit about superstitions and, and how things in our past, our upbringing can influence our decisions in life. And we're going to have a good laugh about that in, in this episode of the podcast. Now, I'm going to introduce Marty as a business coach because that's what he is, really. But he's not just a normal business coach. He is so much more than that. We talk a lot in this podcast about the health and not just how you can stay healthy whilst running a business, but also why your health is so vital and so key to your business. Because if you're if you're a sole trader like, like myself, you are the main element of your business. And if you neglect to look after your health, your business is going to suffer as a result. And also, we're not just talking about minimizing the damage, keeping you ticking over. We're talking about really improving your health, both physically, mentally, and also emotionally, so that your business can thrive. Because the healthier and fitter you are physically and mentally, the better your business is going to do, the better you're going to show up every single day, better decisions you're going to make, more efficient you're going to be, and ultimately the better results you're going to get for your business. Another key to to being fit and healthy that we talk about within the podcast is that you get to enjoy your success. If you're working to, to the bone every single day and you're doing 15, 16 hour days and then you do get success, how are you ever going to enjoy that success? Because the success is going to come and you're just going to think, oh my God, I need to have a rest. I need to have some time away now. I've made I've made a certain amount of money. I've got the goals I want. Now I can have some time away from the business to enjoy it. Well, we don't want that to happen. If you're that involved with your business, you need to be enjoying your business and you need to be enjoying the success and also managing the lows as well as you possibly can. We, we don't want you to be having high stress levels whilst you're running your business. It should be a fun journey that we should all be enjoying. And the way to do that is to look after our health. I've been connected to Marty for quite some time. I've actually been a guest on his own podcast, which is the Marty Vid Show, which was amazing for me. That was the first big podcast I ever guested on and I loved it. And Marty, when I first got connected to him, I got connected by a third party and we wasn't directly connected, but we was in the same sort of group of conversations and and there was just something about him. All the people in the group were all inspiring people, but there was just something about Marty. And I I said at the time that he's just got that, that thing about him, that essence that you feel inspired. You feel great when you've spoken to Marty. You come away 
feeling that he's enhanced your life. And then I was very fortunate after that to get connected more personally. And like I say, I went on his Marty Vid show and we've done some work together. And he's exactly that. He is the sort of person that when you leave him, when you come out of the room with him or you come off a recording, you've just got this buzz inside you. He makes you feel happy. He inspires you. He wants you to grow and he wants you to become a better person. That's just the kind of aura that he has about him. So, so take this podcast in. Really get involved because Marty, not only has he got some great advice, he's he's a very, very funny guy and we're going to have some great chats here over the next two podcasts. Really take Marty's advice in because although we're talking about business, you might think, ah, oh, it's a little bit boring talking about business. It is so not boring, especially the way Marty works. It's fantastic. So without further ado, I want to bring in Marty Vids from the Marty Vids Show onto episode number 14 of the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Hey, Marty, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. It's, it's a pleasure. Um, for those who might know, I've actually guested on your, on your show, on the Marty Vids show. Um, and there'll be people thinking maybe oh, he's, just, he's just returned into favour. He's just having him on for that. But that's absolutely not the case. You are an expert in business and growing businesses and a lot of my clients and a lot of people that I know are, are running their own business, growing their own business. And as we all know, it can be a struggle at times. There's huge benefits to growing your own business, but a lot of the time it can be very difficult. And people's health suff- suffers as a result. So one thing I get with my clients is a lot of the time when I ask them how their week's gone, how they eat and how they look after themselves, they say, Oh, it's been a busy business week and there's been a lot going on in the business. I haven't had time to look after myself. I don't have time to eat properly. How do you stay fit and healthy when you're trying to run your own business, Mike? How do you make that a priority? Yeah, well, I think business is all about movement and being responsive and nimble. And if we're just sitting behind a desk doing our business a lot of the time, which can happen in this technology age, then that doesn't quite fit. The, the real model to optimal health. So for me, you know, I always schedule like a walk or my fitness routine as an appointment, as a business appointment, because I'm going to be a better business owner. I'm going to think more creatively. It's amazing. Like just even walking 30 minutes a day, your creativity goes up scientifically around about 50, 60%. So just that as a business owner I go, that's a very handy attribute to have in your toolkit. So for me, that's, it's, it's about setting those appointments as just as importantly as when you're setting appointments with clients. And, and I think even from a point of view of self-care, like I would always do acupuncture sessions, chiropractic sessions, I'd do meditation, and I would make that as a course of me running a business because at the end of the day, I'm the driver of the business. So I want to be optimal in my, in my health, but also mentally as well. So that's how I schedule it. I schedule it as an appointment and it's because even my accountant goes, well, hang on, you're doing a bit of kinesiology here. How does that relate to your business? And I said, it absolutely relates to me being my optimal performance. And that's uh that's really important to me and that's been a big factor, I think, to how I've been able to develop businesses and sustain businesses, even under high pressure and challenge. And I think I encourage every business owner to 
put those appointments in their diary for themselves because you deserve it as a as someone that is building a business and running a business you have to take care of the person who is running it and if i was advising myself that's what i would advise myself to do as i do with other people so yeah that's that's how i do it mark have have you learned from mistakes in the past have you have you run your own business in the past and burnt yourself out at times and thought you know what i need to schedule these appointments is that how it's come about ah hindsight is a wonderful <laughs> thing isn't it that's Perfect. a good Absolutely. good pickup mark good pickup in my first business mortgage first i absolutely did that and my health suffered so i put on about 12 kilos i would have been 29 at the time and the business was going gangbusters but i noticed that like i didn't do any of the meditation the acupuncture i i, I learned a lot in my 30s which was a good thing but uh but it was really strange like every couple of weeks i would feel this surge of like anger and frustration at myself and i you know when you start making noises when you get up off the couch it's not a good sign noises that you usually hear your grandparents make and that's you know that was that was really an eye opener for me but look i never knew the benefits of looking after myself i was very good at looking after others and and being tactical in business, but I had no idea that I was important in just as important as the whole infrastructure of what I was doing. So I absolutely burnt out. And, and I like people talk about the story, like we got purchased by a publicly listed company, which was amazing result for two country boys that had started a business. It was absolutely amazing. But what people didn't realize was the sacrifices and the, uh, you know, just the just the sadness, I guess, of not feeling great while I was getting this type of success. And that's something I turned around in the next business because it just, it wasn't sustainable. And I think a lot of business owners experience that where eventually they can get to that burnout point and there's better ways. That's all I'm saying. And that's what I, I did in the second business a lot better. Yeah, I think... I think, first of all, the biggest sign is not when you make noises getting off the couch, but when the couch is actually making noises when you're getting up. That's, that's a good sign. Um, yeah, and, and when people can't recognise you from your pic, from your photos from when you're 25, people go, is that really you? And you yeah. go, yeah, I have to make some adjustments here. <laughs> so um, I've lost track of what I was going to say then. Um, Sorry, Mark. <laughs> that's all right. The... Um, the being able to enjoy your business as well. That's what I was going to get out there. You just, you just alluded to it then. But if you're that stressed, no matter how good your business is going, if you're not fit and healthy, and we're talking body and mind here, you can't enjoy the success, can you? Because you just, you almost feel you're waiting for the inevitable. You're waiting for the burnout. You're waiting for the crash. You're waiting maybe for something to go wrong as well. And it takes away the fun and the enjoyment of running your own business. It's a great point, Mark, because what would happen is you would work at a high intensity for a while and then you need a, you need a release. So what would generally happen is you'd go to a conference and drink about eight beers in you know two hours and really look to get that mental release somewhere and that just propagates the problem. You just end up, you end up getting off in a worse situation and just feeling bad on all fronts and and you're absolutely you absolutely hit the nail on the head I, I think what I realized was it was a mental shift for me so for I thought that 
because I was making money in business and I didn't, you know, I came from an okay background, but it certainly wasn't one that was flush with, with money. So once I, once I had this success in the business, I thought I had to suffer um, in order to have that success. So what I was doing, I was actually self harming in many ways in my health. And that way, and like you said, that's not sustainable because at the end of the day, if you fall over, the whole business potentially can fall. Now, I was lucky that didn't happen because I caught it at the right time. And when you make those adjustments, then like I dropped 25 kilos once I had the awareness shift of, uh, you know, this is, I am business. And that was the thing I was aligned because the work-life balance is very different in my mind. I love business. I love people. I love making a difference in the community and my health is a part of that and a huge, a huge part of that. And I realized that I was the business and I became as important, if not more important than the business. And that was the big mental shift. So I stopped drinking, um, you know, and I have, I don't have anything against people drinking. It just, the preservatives even in alcohol you, it would give me the shakes yet I could still drink, you know, six or seven drinks in two hours at a conference. I wouldn't drink all the time. Like it might only be once every two weeks or a month, but like anything, when I wanted to do something well, I did it really well, <laughs> including <laughs> drinking. So, so it was, um, so yeah, but I gave up drinking. I had a child then, which was a game changer. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with my health, not having a child up until that point. So the sacrifices I was making in that first business in my health and mindset were really detrimental. And I, I was fortunate I had youth on my side so you could, you could fight through it. But it was like, I can't imagine how much easier it would have been overall if I had picked up on these key indicators in, in the early days. And, and now I, you know, now I know them, but, yeah, it's, uh, it comes with time and awareness and coming from a European background, if you were feeling down, there'd be a big meal on the table. If you were, you know, if you were feeling good, there'd be a celebration. It was like, it wasn't about the quality of food. It was about the quantity was the, was the, the celebration. And you realize you have to change generational patterns if you want to live a sustained, healthy, happy life. And so, yeah, the work has to be done and you have to have the awareness to know that it's important and that's the first step. And then you've got to start breaking habits, which for the first couple of weeks feels like someone's putting pins and needles in your eyeballs. And that, uh, <laughs> and that, but, but every time I felt that frustration and, you know, I was, I was yearning for that sweet uh, biscuit or I wanted to have uh, some more grapes at the end of the day and a cup of milk when I didn't really need it. I, every time I felt that pain of not having it in the early stage, I thought, this is working. This is working. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've talked a little bit today, funnily enough, about habits and everyone's got them. And we, you know, I've got everything you do basically every day is a habit or most of what you do is a habit, but some are very destructive and some are very positive. And, and what I said today is you've got to think what you're doing. Is it is it moving you closer to your goal and your target and improving you or is it taking you further away? And there's a lot of destructive habits we have that we're not aware of. Um, and particularly when you're running a business, procrastination, things like that, all very detrimental to you running a business. And as you said, just a small, a few small habit changes. And we're only talking, 
what, what do they take? A few seconds of time, a couple of minutes of time can make huge, huge differences to the, to the overall scheme of your business. Massive, massive. And um, one of the big highlight points, I remember I was about 32 and I was going through, and this is now 14 years ago, but um, so Just you give your age away. Yeah. You do the maps, <laughs> right? But um, I remember before I went to bed, I'd always shut the closet door and, um, and I just did that without even thinking about it. And then one day when I had an awareness shift, I thought, oh my goodness, somewhere in my past, monsters live in the closet. Now here's a 32 year old man shutting the closet door, thinking they're monsters in the closet. Now I know they're not in there, but I'm still doing the behavior. And I go, it's no different. We have so many unconscious processes running. Like, I mean, I think, before I went through that awareness shift, I think 15% of the time I probably had control of my mind and the other 85% of the time were the same thoughts repeating and the same behaviours happening. I wasn't in control of it. And I think that's the massive shift now is that now I'm in control 85% of the time, but you still pick up on certain habits as you you, know, as you work through different layers and levels that come up that need adjustment. So that was a massive, massive shift for me. But I tell you that story about the closet because purely, I'm not sure if they call it a closet in the UK, but uh-huh. you know, I think internationally if we know what we're talking about. But um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that was, it, it, I thought if that was such a subtle thing that was happening and I was doing that behaviour, goodness, goodness me, what else am I doing? And that was a big highlight point. As for monsters under the bed, I still won't sleep with my leg hanging out over the edge of the bed because I haven't proven that theory incorrect just yet, Mark. <laughs> it's not It's not the monsters in the wardrobe or the closet you need to worry about. It's the burglars coming in through the window. That's, the main <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. So you, yeah, but they, that makes sense to lock the window. You know, that actually makes sense. <laughs> so that's what I'm getting at. That's, that's the reality is that... Uh, you know, you want to do things like you said that take you towards good things, um, not the things that are actually gaslighting your ability to perform in different areas. So it's uh, it's an important point. <laughs> now, we've talked a lot about health and, and how that relates to your business. And I know there's going to be people listening now who are wondering what the hell we're talking about. How does staying fit and healthy relate to your business? How does that affect your business? How does that improve your business? But if we go back to episodes four and five of this podcast where I talked to Marie Olson, uh, we was talking specifically about how a healthy body equals a healthy mind. And that we both said that we are creating better content for our business. We're both more productive if we're fit, healthy and active and we've got good endorphins flowing on a daily basis. We're nourishing our body, nourishing our mind that then relates to our business. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to see. And I think about all the people in the UK that are are commuting to work, are spending a lot of time on motorways, driving up and down, eating from service stations, the waistline's getting bigger, you know, it's getting harder to walk up the stairs. You're getting out of breath, bending over to tie your shoelaces up. Your days are becoming shorter, you're becoming less productive. And what you are producing in your business is of a lower quality than if you was to nourish your body and your mind. Right on. And I think um, you can buy shoes without shoelaces now for those people if they just need some additional support up front. But uh, I think you're you're absolutely right because I know if my health is out and I know being 20 kilos heavier 
at that at that time in my life, it was a struggle and you become more apathetic and you're not as nimble in your thinking and your energy levels aren't there. And so I've got the direct relationship between, you know, being 89 kilos and, you know, up around 118 kilos. And the difference in my performance was was huge in my thinking, in my creativity. And I, I know, like, if you go for a walk, if you, even if you just go for a walk for 30 minutes, you know, four or five times a week, even if you do it seven days a week, you just feel different mentally. You feel sharper, you feel primed, you're ready for action. And I like to do that first thing in the morning because it really sets up my day. So it's... Um, it, it's absolutely, there's, the synergy is absolutely, and I see these really, you know, really obese people that you, you go that are running businesses and you look, look, they have a level of success, um, you know, because it's not going to stop you in all areas, but you can just, you just know that they're not feeling as well as they can and they look miserable and they, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing and they almost they almost suppress themselves with the food. The food becomes almost like a, a relief or a release or a, a comfort because they get busy. So that, and that, that is so counterintuitive. And I think people have to acknowledge that. And the big thing that I, and I've helped people lose weight just from, from a mental standpoint more so than anything else. But the main thing is, is why are you hurting yourself? And, and if people can ask that question as to if they're overweight and, you know, a lot of people try to avoid the topic when they're overweight. They don't want to even think about it. But, but just think about why you're hurting yourself because the upside in regards to being healthy is, is enormous. And, yes, it's going to take time. But as soon as you make the decision, as soon as you make the decision, and this was the shift in my own mind, I... I saw myself as a healthy person. So even when I was overweight, I made the mental shift that the first day I took action, I was that healthy person. That was, that was the difference. It wasn't about losing weight. It wasn't about putting myself through you know, a strict diet. I just made a decision in my head that I am a healthy person. My body is a healthy body. And I want to make decisions from that place. That was a game changer because then it was, oh, well, let's just see where that, this takes me. And strange things happen. Like even when I was, um, I remember when I was highly stressed and eating way too much, you know, I would just sneak into the McDonald's drive through on the way home from work and, you know, you'd pick up a cheeseburger and then you'd go and have your dinner. You know, <laughs> it was just crazy. But when I had made that decision, I noticed in a three lane road, I would drive past McDonald's in the, in the lane furthest away from the McDonald's. And it was happening automatically because I had made a strong decision as to how I wanted to live my life. And I think you do need to draw that line in the sand. And yes, the first couple of weeks are going to be ultimately challenging because you are breaking habits and your unconscious is going to kick up and uh, try and get you back to comfort. But every time, it, every time it feels like it's hurting in this situation, when you are making these changes, just say to yourself, it's working. It's the same with giving up smoking. You know, when you give up smoking and you go through the withdrawal symptoms, you go, that's good because it's working. So you're not hurting yourself anymore just from a place of 
going, it's okay to hurt myself. You're now going, I am making conscious steps. And eventually in 40 days, you know, to two months, you consolidate the habit and life becomes a lot more simple and a lot more beneficial. So yeah, yeah that's my view on it. It is. Yeah. I think if you, if you take the easy path, life is very hard. If you, if you take the hard path, life becomes very easy. And it's just, it's hard when you change. Like you said, it's that first step is so daunting for a lot of people. And I'm just, this is the aim of the podcast is to try and get the people to understand from a different perspective because the overweight person sitting in his car traveling up and down the motorway who is diving into McDonald's and service stations on the way home because he just feels like he needs a sausage roll or a packet of crisps or something like that. He doesn't understand the benefits of living healthy. He doesn't understand the benefits of a healthy mind, a healthy body. He doesn't see the difference that can make to him. And I, I would just like to get that across to as many people as possible that just try it for a week, two weeks, try and eat healthier foods. Try and like you said, get out for a walk every day, get away from your computer, from your phone for half an hour a day and just see the difference that makes your life. And I can almost guarantee that people are going to feel better as a result. And, and you're absolutely right. And when you are overweight, you look at healthy people as an anomaly. Like you look at them and you become frustrated by them because it exposes your behaviours for what it is. So you're not hanging out in the environments with those healthy people. That's why, you know, in gyms, you know, people go to gyms and they go one time and pay for, a, you know, a monthly subscription for a year and only ever go one time because all of a sudden that energy is, is very off for them when they're in that unhealthy state. It's very easy to go into avoidance. So you've got to make the decision of going, I am naturally a healthy person by nature. I was born a healthy person. Now, why would I hurt myself? I don't want to hurt myself anymore. How do I make healthy decisions from this point onwards? And it's a lot, like you said, it's a lot easier than you think. You know what good foods are and bad yeah. foods are. Yeah. You know at a real level what, and it comes down to good decision-making in those moments. And are you going to let those old behaviours control your decisions or are you going to come from this new space and make new decisions and better decisions? As soon as you make that decision and you make those choices from that space, you are already that healthy person. It's just now you have to get far enough down the road. And that's, um, that's a big shift. And I think that that will help people because it certainly helped me because it was like a very different shift to say, I have to do it and it becomes a torture to do it. It was like, no, no, this is naturally how I was born. And now all I need to do is the behaviours that are going to actually allow me to be my full expression and my best healthy expression. So I think that uh, that's a slightly different perspective to what's out there, but I go, that was a big assistance for me. And um, yeah, I hope that helps your audience as well. Yeah, it will do because again, going back to the podcast episode with Marie, that's, that's my number one tip. And that's, we talked about that a lot. Think of yourself as the person you want to be. Think of yourself as yep. already there. And like you say, you make better decisions along the way, but there's a word you mentioned there, energy. Um, we're just going to finish part one here. We're going to come back in a couple of days and I want to get right into that, that word there, energy and your energetic state. Marty, it's been a pleasure and I th thank you so much for your information and I look forward to speaking to you again in a couple of days. I look forward to it. Great, mate. I'll speak to you soon. There we go. I told you he was a funny man. 
Who would have thought that a guy in his forties would still be would still be scared of monsters in the wardrobe eh? and dangling your feet over the edge of the bed? We've we've all got little little secrets that we're a little bit scared of sharing. Um, and I, you know, I've got my own fair share. I started off by saying about the the superstition, why this isn't episode thirteen, why it's number fourteen. So we've all got these little things in our life that that are ingrained from childhood. And I think it's fantastic that Marty shared that in the podcast. So as you know, end of part one, I always try and bring in a question from from my own group or from people who've emailed into the podcast. But this time it comes from a conversation I've had with a couple of people recently, a couple of my clients who've been suffering with some relationship issues. Now, the one thing I've said to them is that they're asking me questions about their relationship. They're not quite sure what the decision is they need to make. I can tell them straight away that they know the decision they need to make, but they're scared. They're burying their head in the sand. They know the answers. They, they might need me to walk them to the answer to let them find it for themselves, but they have the answer inside them already. It just needs coming out. And the truth is, the reason why it's not coming out is because they're scared of what the answer is. They know they have to have uncomfortable conversations. They know they have to ask tough questions and make big decisions. It's easier if they don't. And that's the reason why most of us are staying where we are. We're staying on maybe what we might call a plateau or we're just not moving forward because we know there's big decisions to be made. We know there's there's uncomfortable conversation to be had and tough questions to ask. And it's easier if we don't ask them. But if we don't, we could be stuck in a rut for years. And it could be in relationships. It could be in business. It could be anything. But you need to ask yourself, am I moving forward? Am I going in the direction I want to go? If not, why not? And what you, you know, you ask you ask yourself these questions. If not, why not? You ask yourself the tough questions. It might lead to uncomfortable conversations. It might lead to tough, big decisions. But if you really want to grow, if you really want to move yourself forward in relationships, in business, in anything in life, I'm afraid they have to be made. You, you look at all the, the big entrepreneurs in the world, the Elon Musk, the Richard Bransons, they're making big decisions in business all the time. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes they're selling selling parts of their business off to fund another part, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. It's a big decision. But in order for their business to grow as a whole, they have to sell off little parts of their company every now and again to make it happen. And it's the same in relationships. If you want to move forward in a relationship, you might have to have a conversation with your partner that you don't want to have, but you need to have it. And you know you need to have it to move forward but you're just a little scared and it's so much easier to bury your head in the sand. But unfortunately, standing still is actually going backwards because as you stand still, everyone around you moves on in business and in life. So you always need to be moving forward in in the right direction at a steady pace. And like I say, to do that, it takes tough questions, uncomfortable conversations and big decisions. So I hope you enjoyed that, guys. Hope you got a lot of information from that. And I'm sure you had a good laugh with Marty there as well. So so come back. We're going to have much much of the same again in part two in a few days' time. And that's going to be episode 15, don't forget. So please come back and join us there. If you get a chance, you can connect with me and Marty through the show notes in the podcast. And please, if you have a bit of time, go on to iTunes and Stitcher, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, and I'll speak to you again in episode 15.